Hello and welcome to the Northern Monkeys Football Show. Uh, this week, lots of football. We'll get straight into it. Uh, Odie's here. Hello, Ode. Hello. Uh, Nuttall's here. Hello there. Hello. And Wayne's here as well. Hello. How are we doing? Hello. How are we all? It's good that you're asking all of us this week and not just Odin. But yeah, fine. Mm. It's not I'm the media, is house. it? I'm allowed out of the house. It's a good day. <laughs> I'm not allowed out till Saturday, I'm afraid. That's probably best for everybody. Yeah. You all right, Ode? Very good, mate. Very Fantastic good. news. Have we all enjoyed this weekend's football? Yeah, there were some good games. There were other not-so-good games. Average. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the not-good games, unfortunately, later on. Um, <laughs> Why would we talk about the not-so-good games? That sounds ridiculous. Some people well, like to get talked about, don't they? So you've got to, you know, pander to certain fan bases. Fine. We'll come to that. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the top of the table. Um, Spurs, a 2-0 win at home to Manchester City. Uh, they're now uh, joint top of the league with Liverpool. Um, not all. Did you see that coming at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah. On... Uh... On the accumulate, which didn't come in, I will point out. Uh, I did actually have, I did have Spurs to win on it. Just the way it's been going, you can see Spurs are building a bit of momentum. The Jose is starting to get his way with him, uh, and City aren't. They're just not. They're just not there this season, are they? So far, so that's it. I, I, I just thought thought they win. That's it, and they did, and they deservedly won. Mm. Again. Just look, I, I thought uh, uh, the way they need to go anyway, the the Ooh. replacement for Aguero. Okay, Jordan Rhodes, Patrick Bamford. No, no, it's a serious one. Leo Fortune West, Nicholas Anelka. You must still be playing somewhere. No, best footballer in the world, Nicholas Bentner. That's all they ought uh. to be getting. But no, no, Holland would be a perfect replacement. <clears throat> I don't know his buyout is at Dortmund. He's not been there that long, has he? But he would literally be a perfect replacement for Aguero, I think. So that's me. That's my thought for evening. The only one I place imagine Grandi's going. Oh, shut up! First mention at night. Go on. That's home. <laughs> Southampton. I don't think. I don't think he'll go uh, Championship anyway. No, it's probably better. Probably better than Championship now. Um, yeah, Holland's not a bad shout. It's won Golden Boy Ante, which was not the best young player in Europe award. That is the creepiest award ever. It, it is a bit weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, Dortmund players tend to be affordable to Premier League as well, regardless of who mm. they are. Well, you said that Sancho. How much, how much did Dortmund want for Sancho? Yeah, but Manu will pay it and he will leave. Probably, At yeah. some point. I suspect Ireland is probably going to, they're going to want something about £75 million for him. That's what they're going to want. Yeah, well, what they, they want get is more than that. Oh, I think it'll be more than that as it's well. It's 110 for Sancho. 150. Yeah, it's got to be similar or more. He's only 20, isn't he? Yeah. Not, not long since he turned he's 20. Got... A few months anyway, I think. And Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's already a different gravy, isn't he? It, it looks like he's got everything, doesn't he? It ticks the, almost every box. They're clearly lacking City. They, I, I, one thing I did notice is the pace in the play is not there either. Mm. And particularly when they're attacking, they mm. usually zipping it about, and they're not. And they, they, they still miss, they miss that. They miss David Silva, and they're missing Aguero. And obviously, they're two massive players to not to not have. 
And I think that's why they're not creating out. Because they had plenty of ball again. Just never looked like scoring. You said the missing company as well, because some of the goals, although they were decent, well-worked goals, there was a lot of space. Yeah. Form. Go on, Ud. No, absolutely. They're not replacing Matthew. Uh, it's to leadership, anyway. How do you replace Vincent Company though? Well, yeah. Yeah, spot on. You, you yeah. can't replace him. And you're going to have that gap in there for uh, a couple of years to come, unfortunately. It's going to take time. If this Diaz is, is the player think, if they think he's going to be, then it, but it takes time to get used to. To come from Portugal to England is a step, a, quite a big step up. Um, it's clearly a work in progress for City, but when they spend money, they do it's difficult to sort of defend them with the work in yeah. progress. Um, do you think the compact season has any impact, Wayne? Obviously, they're generally a semi-high press, like to move the ball quickly. Do you think this compact season is having any impact on City Hall or is it just the play not playing, playing very well? I think it's more not playing very well. I think the um, the time between games is a little bit of a cop-out when it comes to City. Because we've said for many years that their B team would still be challenging for Europe um, because of how good the players that they've got. Um, a full fit B team. So I don't, I don't buy into that, to be honest with you. Um, Liverpool are managing to find intensity yeah. now, aren't they? And that's the thing. And, they, and they're missing a lot more players than Man City are. So, mm. Yeah. Agreed. On to Spurs. Uh, Son and Lo Celso um, with the goals. Uh, Harry came with another assist. He's now got nine assists this season, which is four more than anybody else in the league. Uh, at which point, not all, are we taking Spurs as title contenders? How, how much further in the season do we have to get? Well, I don't know if you'll remember, but, but uh, one of us predicted them for top four. Uh, I don't think I predicted them as high as title challenges, <laughs> I will admit. But they've got Mourinho and that's just what yeah. he does. He might not be pretty, he might not be everybody's cup of tea, but he's effective. And Do I think they'll win title? Probably not, but mm. I think they'll, they'll hang around in that top four all season and, and they'll, they'll finish in top four, so... In that sense, it just depends how Liverpool, how good Liverpool are, mm. as, as to how close they are to being title challengers. Yeah, the some mention about compressed season, Ud. Um, the, with being a compressed season, you can't necessarily play the play the way you want to play, which means you have to dig out games. Mourinho's the king at digging out games. How do you think the season helped? We said we said don't think it affects it because they've got about a million players. Spurs haven't got as big a, big a squad as City, although well, it's obviously quite a good squad. Does that help at all, do you think? Um, yeah, but I think Mourinho's had time as well to to be able to get rid of some mm. players that probably weren't... You wouldn't have thought two years ago, Ali won't be playing at minute yeah. and, and along with uh, Vertonghen and all, he were It's not even playing Bale. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not starting him, is he? Um, he? He seems to have got right mix at minute. Mm. The uh, players that didn't expect to be uh, to be starting every week. Well, he's yeah. getting a tune out of Rondon Belly, I think. I know they signed him as a certain type of yeah. midfielder, but he's looking a really good combatant. Like, I can't say the word. <laughs> but one of them midfielders, in he? he puts himself about, wins balls. He's, he's, he's got a lot of energy. Uh, people like him, that he, he were flattered to deceive, really, under mm. Poch. Yeah. 
And yeah. at the same time, no, we we and Don Belly. Did you see uh, Tottenham's documentary? And um, when it when he first not not long since been there, and they were like asking him why why he went settling in, and then I think it were like a, someone who helps players mm. integrate into say, and he, he said it can it can take twelve eighteen months before you see it better. Yeah. Some players that come from abroad because they struggle to integrate at first, and it's showing now that it it can it can do it. Mm. And, and not just that, an alt Kane, um, mm. been more assist man yeah. <laughs> as well as well as scoring still. So that that's added added massive uh, things for him. Yeah, Kane's got more assists than goals, which is. Kind of unbelievable, really. When you look at Kane over the past few years, yeah, he is obviously an all-round good player and can bring other players into the game. But Trav, I think it's nine assists and six goals. It's sort of opposite of Ramway, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and it, it, you don't see him as the sort of player that would be getting as many assists as he does. I mean, he's a quality player, mm. don't get me wrong, but he's always been known, first and foremost, for, for getting the goals. Um, His link play has always maybe... been very good, though, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's not. But it's not what he's known for. He's known for scoring every other season. I'd love to know what his assist record is in other seasons. Um, I don't. I don't think he's had nine in most seasons overall. Is yeah, that sorry. Mourinho's tactics, though? Is he tell, so. He must be telling Son and whoever else is playing on that yeah. other side to get beyond him more because mm. he he can pick a ball out better than anybody in Premier League, probably. Well, it clears because the second the second goal was the Celso's goal. Kane's got ball basically on halfway line turned, and the, the Celso and I think Son have just bombed past him to get out, to get onto the last line of defence. Whereas in previous years, Kane would have been the man furthest forward, and people sort of catching up. So it probably has. It's not using him as a decoy, I suppose, but it, it is in a way using that Kane's got the ball, he's the danger. But then you've got Son, who's obviously almost world class as well, uh, and the Celso has not been brilliant, but as the opposite did score, he's uh, he's building a team. <laughs> You've got a lot of stick for Manuel, but he's starting to build a team again. Do you think you? Um, Kane is going to get trapped more in the uh, the same vein that Rooney did, in that he started start to make his way, slowly work his way further back and sort of change the position he plays? Because Rooney, when he first started at Manu for the first, probably the first three years, was that, you know, front man uh, that was getting all the goals. And as other players came in around him, he changed the way he played. He started to drop back slightly and started to play the balls down to people like. Uh, Tevez, uh, Ronaldo, all those other players. Do you think that might happen with Kane? I can't see. I, I, Rooney never really scored the goals inside the box that Kane gets. Kane consistently gets your six-yard goals. Rooney obviously got some, but nowhere near as many. I think Kane's a better goal scorer, and Rooney's all-round player was probably slightly better, but Kane's nearing on that now. Obi, you're a big Rooney fan from on his day. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with what you've just said. Basically, I think I think Kane's more more a goal scorer. He's more even when he gets the ball, he's busting a good to get his send back in mm. box. Rooney were always a play what came deep, pick ball up off at defence to get people yeah. into play. Kane don't do that as such. The ball's played out to him, and then people are getting beyond him. Quite, they've got a lot of pace outside of Kane, haven't they? Uh, but but even then, he's still he'll pick it up. He'll get on turn, and he'll beat a couple of players as well. Mm. Uh, but, He's just I can't I can't see him dropping further back than what he's doing now, personally. I think it'd be a massive massive waste if that were to happen. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, on to some another potential child like challenges. Thing. Go on. Sorry. Can I just add add to that game? We haven't had a Richooker of the Week in a while, and uh, I'm going to give a very harsh handout to uh, Edison for his double nutmeg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, though. I thought you were going to have a championship and get Jamal Blackman this week. But I'm, gl- I'm glad you haven't. <laughs> two, very, two nutmegs in a game is bad, yeah. to be fair. I'm, I'm disappointed Jamal Blackman didn't get a Chubka a week. I wanted us to talk about this so that we could give him the Rechubka. I'm disappointed in you, Ord. I'm glad, Ord. It'd have been harsh. Anyway, moving on. I like Blackman. We do. We, we like Blackman. Uh, moving on to other title challenges. Uh, Chelsea won 2-0 uh, away at Newcastle. Newcastle, we'll talk briefly talk about Newcastle. There's not much to say. Newcastle aren't very good. Any positives, Odio, on Newcastle? No. <laughs> <laughs> This is what they do, though, isn't it? This is what they do. They 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 sit back and don't even try against the teams up mm. the top, and they pick up results against the teams at the bottom, which is mm. why they sit in lower mid table the majority of the time. It's a waste of game. It's a waste of time playing them games because they're not going to have a go. They're not going to attempt mm. to win them. It, it don't matter. It don't matter whether they were one, two down, whatever. There were no response. Yeah. There were no response from them. It was just shit. That's all there is to say. It, it, I don't know if you've seen the clip going around Twitter, and I, they commented on it at the time on commentary that they've got ten minutes left in game. They've got a throw in on edge at box. They've got Andy Carroll in box, so you would think it's gonna mm. have a good chance of winning Edda. And they threw it backwards, and it, it went to the goalkeeper. They went all <laughs> the way back to the goalkeeper, which shows you how negative they are. Bruce has got that, and Newcastle have it. Bruce has got that, and in. in previous clubs where he plays against the man you man were good and he will just sort of sit back and just accept a, a one or two nil Other, you know it, I suppose it helps the goal difference it's alright to be shit as long as you're not in the bottom three shittest and that's where Newcastle sit him in anyway yeah but that's fine when there's no fans in the stadium yeah but when if if there were a full attendance and there were 52,000 Geordies mm. at that game and they knew from from the fifth minute in that their team had no intention of trying to win that game, and it were all a damage limitations exercise. How's that going to go down? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, it, uh, that that in all win with attendance and, and fans being in Newcastle, are a club in a way similar to to ourselves, you know, in in terms of just get a go, you know, yeah. always go out. And, Hundred and ten percent, and if you get gain that kind of attitude, you're paying you're paying your mm. like hard earned money to go and watch and, and not even try. It's it's frustrating. I, yeah. I can see I can see why they get as annoyed with Bruce as although he does tend to keep them up. I I can see why a Villa fan threw a cabbage at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, on to Chelsea. Wayne, you mentioned in our group chat that you think Werner's um, coming good. I, I was watching. It's probably the second time this season I've got to watch him properly in a game. Um, and the re- I think the reference I made was he looked a little bit like uh, Iron Robin when he first came to England. He first went to Chelsea. Um, and that I don't think he's going to be this player that scores massive amount of goals, but I think his assist rate is going to be through the roof once he's had a season there. Because the, when he runs at defenders, they're terrified. Admittedly, with Newcastle. <laughs> And they would have probably been terrified if I were running at them. 
but that scared me to be fair. It scared many of people back in the day, Alex. So don't you worry. <laughs> this year, um, <laughs> <laughs> you shall do, yeah. Um, but he looked. You know, I say the comparison I made were Robin when he first went to Chelsea. I don't think he's going to be high goal scoring, but I think there's a sister rate. Maybe not this year, but next year is going to be mm. probably highest in the league. Big shout. Uh, it, mm. it, it created a lot of chances, although it was quite wasteful. There were two or three opportunities. He had to play the simplest of balls and either didn't do it or played an under it pass. He's got, he's, I suppose yeah. he's relatively young, but... The, the FIFA goal attempt, that were pretty yeah. pathetic. Uh, and then he had a chance in the, I think the first half where he cut across about three defenders yeah. and then dragged it wide at near post. Again, did all the hard work, just the mm. end product, which I think after a season in Premier League will change. I, I just I don't see him being the uh, the top scorer at a club. No, possibly not. Uh, got... I think I disagree with that. I think it'll yeah. come. He's, he, I think he's having a bit of... Oh, I might be having a bit... He scored a lot of goals in Germany last year. You don't just Unless you're Fernando Torres, you don't just lose goal-scoring ability, do you? Or Jordan well, Rhodes. What, when, uh, you, when you sign for Chelsea as a striker, you don't just lose your uh, goal-scoring ability? <laughs> And I, I think that I'm not sure I agree with the comparison to Robin either as a player. Anyway, technically, I I understand he's good at beating players, but I don't think his styles are like Robin's really. But then I do agree that he he is coming good, and I, and I think he will be a very good player as season goes on for him. Mm. But I think he will pick up on the goal scoring front. <clears throat> yeah, well, I say that, he's in yeah. positions and he's getting the chances, yeah. and he can't be missing the chances as bad because he missed a couple of bad chances mm. really at the weekend. Uh, I can't see him continuing to miss chances like that. He has scored in his last five Chelsea games before Saturday, so it, we are we are being a little bit harsh. But if you're going to play for Chelsea and try and win league, you've got to be taking them chances, aren't you? Yeah. Drogba would have took them, or anybody else from a top team would have taken those chances. He's got to... Andrei Shevchenko. Andrew Shevchenko, Fernando <laughs> Torres, all these, all these players. Say Andrew Shevchenko again. Andrew Shevchenko. Shevchenko. Okay. Glad I could entertain you. Yeah, it, it does. It's like listening to Nuttall and uh, announce foreign teams' results. Oh, I've got so many goals today. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, Odie, Chelsea, two points off the top. Uh, it feels to me like they've been inconsistent. Yeah, the two points off top with the second best goal difference in the league. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. It does feel like inconsistent uh, season so far, but I mm. suppose a lot, a lot of yeah, Premier League has done it. Um, yeah, you, do you know what? There's there's five or six teams you could you could argue mm. uh, had got a shout for to win it. Uh, <laughs> although probably. Liverpool, I don't know now. I don't know what were predictions at start. We all said City. We all said City. <laughs> well, City, City are now in thirteenth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe City are thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope Chelsea don't win it. I, I just don't want. Uh, I don't like Chelsea anyway, but mm. I really don't want Frank Lampard to uh, succeed in any way, shape, or form. Oh, do we have to get that Darwin fan back on? Odin done all good just though. No. <laughs> Let it go, Odin. It's fine. It's oh, gone. Listen, he's ah, just a cunt. That's all <laughs> he's just there. 
he's a big baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to Liverpool, we probably I think we all if we all had a chance to change his predictions, we'd all probably all go Liverpool now. Um Wayne's shaking his head. Go on then Wayne if you had a chance to change, what would you go for? Everton. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Okay. On to Liverpool. Um they have been ravaged by injuries and then they after they had to play Leicester who would have been above them at the time, and but won 3-0. They're now 63 league home games unbeaten, which is a club record. Um, not all. How impressive is it? Bearing in mind the injuries, and they weren't playing Newcastle, they were playing Leicester or a good team. How impressive is a 3-0 win? I thought they played really well last night. They look like they're sort of getting into the groove, and particularly with the amount of players they've got missing, although yeah. they did have a lot more available than I thought they were going to have last night. Um yeah, well, brilliant result for him. Although I don't think Leicester showed up on the night. Uh, I I saw him losing it before kick off. So Liverpool. yeah, so yeah, I, I, bad, I think that sort of the fact that you could even see him losing it suggests to come out and win three nil mm-hmm. were a particularly good result. But the, the, it's an, it's another one when we talk about Klopp and his signings, and I know we discussed it a, a few weeks ago about him not making a bad signing apart from Minamino uh, but look at Jota I know uh, alright he was decent at Wolves but did anybody see this no it's crazy he's been so good um, so reliable which is what they need and uh, uh, go on what's this oh Scott's third one Firmino Firmino's yeah. obviously a very good player but he, he doesn't he obviously doesn't score enough uh, and that's potentially where they've seen Jota coming in uh, for Liverpool and what he's got, he's got four league goals and four goals in Champions League in about ten appearances. So he's had, he's had a fantastic start to his season uh, from the road. How go and talk about the, your impressions of Liverpool and should be in joint top at league. Yeah, they, they've thoroughly deserved it. One thing I'll say about Leicester, uh, you're going against like sides who have more possession than them, like Liverpool, man. Mm. I think that first goal's so vital in the game. Uh, mm. Against against them because the against City it worked against us it worked we, they just let us have well we have more possession anyway but and again, they scored quite early on Liverpool didn't they after twenty minutes or something and oh, I think yeah. after then you game I mean it was a really good game to watch but it, it, the game plan is to just counter. Mm. And and Liverpool's been susceptible to that this season as well. We uh, they've shipped a lot of goals, haven't they? So yeah, you you uh, could have probably counted on one and how many touches Jamie Vardy had last last night. I think that shows how the, how much the plan didn't work because mm. he just never got involved in game. Wayne Leicester, obviously they've lost now. It's not end at world because it's away to Liverpool. But like these mentioned, is it? The way they suited is very, very dependent on that first goal. Yeah, I don't think we can take, you know, playing Liverpool Anfield as any sort of gauge of how their seasons are going to go. Don't, although they have been top a couple of times this season, I don't think any of us actually think they're going to win the league. Um, but it's probably a good, uh, a good reality check for them as to what they do need to do to stay up there. Um, and I think they could probably finish in top four as well. Uh, with the way they're playing, 
Um, just for the record, by the way, um, that was the third time that Odin's mentioned Leeds when it's not been prompted. So I just wanted to make that clear for those that are counting. Okay. I'd like to make clear that Leeds weren't in the running order. Now, how pointless would I be if uh, if we didn't have Leeds to talk about? <laughs> I, I weren't planning on talking about Robin or Wednesday, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, unfortunately we will be talking about Leeds in a minute, so we'll give all the warning, we can all skip past that bit. Uh, Nuttall, are you ready for your bag of goals? I can be if you want me to be. Yeah, Go on Nuttall, get your bag out. Right, there were one particular league which had more than one. So the league to watch this weekend was uh, the Hungarian Women's League. Go Obviously. on. Uh, that team that starts with F that get into Champions League. Ernest Farris. Them. Their women. Be... No, no, no. Not all you've got to say. <laughs> Ferenc Farris. <laughs> I've, I've literally just said it. Just repeat what I've just said. They be. Do you know, the, I, I, I'll pronounce this because it's Giori. Giori. Yeah. Giori E.T. Giori E.T. <laughs> so that finished eight nil. Nah. There were only three games in this league, and and two of them finished eight nil. So that would have leaked. <laughs> that was the league to be in. Not yesterday all, was the other game that finished eight nil. Um, MTK Hungaria. They beat uh, Victoria FC. Smozbath. Odin, Odin, I don't think Nuttall's going to, so I'll apologise to you for what he's saying here. <laughs> for the butchering of your family's language. Anyway, more importantly than that, the biggest biggest score of the weekend, double-figure score, came in our favourite league. Is it the Women's Bundesliga? No, she brought to get in. Is it Europa? No, I did get Europa's result, their second minute, but the second to St. Joseph's. Who beat Manchester sixty two eleven nil? I suppose when you're Gibraltar, you can't name it after the city it's from. You've just got to think up stupid names or take cities from other other countries. <laughs> How did Europa get on? Uh, they won 11, uh, Europa. Europa. They did win. I think. Let me find the result. They won three nil against Mons Calpe. Okay, and then there were well, there were another game that I saw which which had a had a funny thing. I can't remember. Oh, I can't find it now. It can't have been that funny. Cause I can't find it. But in Tanzania, there was also there were a seven nil Simba beat Coastal Union. They beat Scar. Yeah, Simba <laughs> beat Scar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Any others? That were good, that likes you. Well done. Oh, that were it. Halmstad in in Sweden. Halmstad beat Sundval six uh, nil. Stefan Salikovic got all six. Fucking hell! Double hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's laughing because Wayne understands the joke. Likes he doesn't. <laughs> I don't understand the joke. <laughs> I can't build. Yeah. yeah. Good. No, he's at IFK Gothenburg. He were a championship manager legend or one or two. He obviously doesn't play for them now. He's probably oh, dead. <laughs> okay. That's all your challenge for next week, right? This is a new 
thing going forward. It's well, then. Find out where certain chat manager legends are now. I will. So for next week, you need to find out where Stefan Salakovic is. I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm going. I'm going to Google it while the show continues. Okay. Uh, at the end of the show, you need to finish the show by telling us where Stefan Salakovic is. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Uh, moving on, Fulham uh, went 3-2 down to Everton. Um, uh, Calvert-Lewin with a couple and Decoury got one. Um, Bobby Cordova-Reed and Ruben Loftus-Cheek with the other ones. There was only one player in that game who doesn't have a double-barreled surname that didn't score. Decoury let the team down, which is disappointing for all. Good header, though. Very good header. Yeah, but he ain't got double-barreled surname, so it don't count. Oh, yeah, good point. He should have just slapped a goal. Um, it, was, it was quite bad that no one seemed to pick him up, because it's not as if he had to work hard to get space for that goal. Uh, the problem is Fulham can't defend. Ah, yes, that's, that's a very good point. Um, we we all we all I think we all watched it at the same time and put a lot of messages on group. Forty two seconds in, uh, Fulham went went behind, and not long after, they went two behind. Uh, Ud, um Fulham, how how close to us relegated already are they? Yeah, they were relegated weeks ago. <laughs> they were relegated at opening day at weekend. Their fans may have been upset on Twitter about it, but they were relegated on that day. <laughs> when they conceded three to Arsenal, I think Arsenal have probably scored about four all season. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 yeah. They're, they're really, really bad at back, aren't they? They mm. just don't, can't seem to solve that that problem of, of the defence. Have they even had a clean sheet this season? I mean, I can find out while you're talking if you keep yeah. talking. Did well, they draw nil nil with Sheffield? No, they drew one on one. one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And missed they, in that they, game uh, they missed a penalty in every, they're missing a penalty in every game. The only team I know that it's uh, bad for the, the the team when they get a penalty because morale drops further. <laughs> <laughs> they put a stat on that, that put their record of penalties in like the last two seasons in professional football. Their conversion rate for penalties is fifty percent. That's low. It's, I think I think there was only one team that were lower. Uh, I can't put his off on now, but uh, they have kept a clean sheet this season. A couple. Um, they they constantly kept a clean sheet against Ipswich. They kept Doesn't a clean count. sheet against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh yeah, they did. Uh... Uh, but and they also kept a clean sheet against uh, West Brom. When you consider we've only scored six goals all season, it's not really a, uh, an achievement to keep a clean sheet against Wednesday. No, and West Brom doesn't score many either. No. There was the the stat that uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin has scored more goals this season than Wednesday and Sheffield United combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has. But on, on Calvert-Lewin, not all. Uh, he's having, I bet he's making a dream during a season like this, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, he got one disallowed as well, didn't he? It, 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 I saw something like that. He's, he's already, if he gets another hat-trick, he's broken record, basically, for Everton uh, <laughs> in, a, in a season. Uh, yeah, he's, well, you can't, can't complain. He's look, he looks good as well. And it's strange mm. that it's sort of come from nowhere, really, this season. Because he's always been all right, but he's never looked good. Uh, I suppose he's just getting towards his peak, though. So, yeah, fair play to him. They, look, they still look all right, uh, Everton. Although they're back, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They, and that's the, that's the thing. They look all right going forward. But it's, it, I think, as well, against the better teams, they're a bit easy to read because it's very much... Rodriguez, Digna, get it in box. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they do. Uh, and they don't really use the other side of the pitch. 
No. So I, th- I think that I think that that might become a bit easy to read for teams over the course of the season. Possibly, but then if, if for them, hopefully for them, January comes and they can if they're in sixth or seventh in January, they can attract a slightly better caliber of player who can build on the squad and who knows. Um, they'll win the league. They could <laughs> win the league. Uh, on the relegation battle, Wayne, um, Brighton won at the weekend. We're not going to talk about that game, but are, there's now a four-point gap between Brighton in 16th and Burnley, one place below them. Then you've got Fulham on four points, West Brom on one, and Sheffield United on one. <laughs> <laughs> there's a start, by the way. There's a start. Do you know who... Th- this is the worst start to a Premier League season for any team since 2000, since the year 2000. Sheffield United. Is it your? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, won't let, they won't let us have out, will they? <laughs> uh, but, but interestingly, a team that's only had one point after nine games has never survived. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not surprised. Um, the relegation battle for those five, Wayne, Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United. Uh, that's four, sorry, that's four, so I'll count properly. Well <laughs> Is it three from four, or can you see Brighton and Newcastle, maybe Leeds, getting dragged into it? Um, Brighton are one of those teams that sort of, you always think they're going to be down there, and they're always somewhere down there, but they don't, they don't go down. Mm. They're always surviving, they're like cockroaches. Um, Newcastle, possibly, Leeds is always a good chance. Okay. Uh <laughs> West Ham. Um, so, yeah. Um, West Ham? Yeah, I've picked them to go down. So I'm They're eighth. Yeah. It'll happen. Eighth on 14 points. It'll happen, all right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a little bit too early to write teams off, apart from Sheffield, who are terrible. Um, and Fulham, who are terrible. And Burnley, who are terrible. Burnley, but Burnley have just won. Like slow starters yeah. and yeah. Newcastle. Actually, there's not enough. There's not enough relegation places this season. We need about six of them. Let's bring in yeah. this new plan for next season so we can relegate five teams. Okay, let's do it. Um, Wayne, do you want to give us a fantasy football update before we talk about Leeds? Uh, yeah, can do. We'll um, we'll start off with Super Six because I've got that open at the minute. I forgot to do it again. Yeah, I was going to say, like, say, if you're not going to try, I'm not going to help you because. When I tried to not try, and you still tried to insist on helping me. Yeah, but like, see, not only did you get zero this week, you are now bottom of the league overall for the season. That'll happen if you don't put it on. Well, yeah, but there are people that aren't far ahead of you that do put it on and still <laughs> terrible. Um, but let's just run through this week's. Uh, Nuttall got six points. I got four points. Where's Odin? Two. Two points for Odin. And Laxie didn't care. Um, Sean, Bal- Sean Baldwin. 11 points this week. Well done to Sean. Um, overall, Alan Stevenson's top. 121 points. Robin Allen. Uh, out of us four, I am still ahead. Oh, no, it's joint. Me and Odin are joint. 86 points. Well done, Odin. Um, so Odin's catching up. Nuttall, one place behind on 83. And is bottom. Um, I have a bit of a bone to pick when it comes to fantasy football. 
Um, is it because you don't understand the rules? Because that's not a bone to pick. It's part, partly that, because I didn't realise you could make transfers pretty much whenever you wanted. And uh, Jack O'Connell's been in my, been my centre-half for the last <laughs> eight weeks or something like that. Um, it's the fact that they've got rid of my team name. I'm not happy about that. They've done the same with uh, my brother as well. Well, they've done the same with a few of us, actually, but I can't believe it. I'm third from bottom, and they've got rid of my team name. It weren't even offensive. Mm. Uh, sure. So, yeah, overall, overall for the season, uh, Odin second bottom, me third bottom. It's not going well for us. I'm doing all right. Uh, let's go further up. Where's Nuttall? Hold on. Sorry, me, uh, the app's just broken on me. Give me a sec. Talk amongst yourselves. This is uh, Lex, Lex, are you 10th overall? Yeah. Hold on. And I have absolutely no idea where Nuttall is. Nuttall will be somewhere. 28th. Okay. Um, top at the moment, uh, Adrian Wood. Well done, Adrian. Uh, eight points ahead of Dan Senior. So, yeah, well done to Adrian and Alan Stevenson, who are top of the leagues at the moment. And, uh, yeah, Alexi, at least try next week. Uh, I probably will not try in Super 6, but I will see what happens, won't we? Um, Odie, uh, you want to talk about Leeds United, so let's talk about Leeds United. No. Uh, how many times did you hit the woodwork? Was it just three? Three, three times, yeah. Okay. Can't even beat a 10-man Arsenal. Shocking. You know, we, we were playing... We seem to... With the Arsenal going down to 10 men, it kind of it, well, it made it harder for us to go and win games because they just stuck everyone uh, behind ball. Yeah. And... Um, it was it was difficult for us to break down. I don't think we we had twenty five shots. Saw that. <laughs> uh, we were a bit reminiscent uh, last season and season before. Uh, yeah, but just on that note, there was a, a stat that said you've had the second most shots of any, uh, of any team in Premier League this season. Can't score. Yeah, as go as goals uh, per games up there and all. Wait. I think we're third in the league and all expected goals. Oh, okay. I'm going to say not actual goals. Yeah, expected. Um, yeah, Leno Leno had a good game though. Yeah. He, he made he made some some good saves. Um, but yeah, just frustrating really. Um, just knew it weren't, weren't going to be as nice. The amount of times we did it would work. And uh, yeah. So disappointing. Yeah, but I actually thought Odd overall. I, th- I thought you all deserved to win, mm. um, which is strange, but he did. I, and mention, I'm starting to like that uh, Rafinha as well. I'm starting yeah. to be a big fan of him. Um, not the best player technically, but I like it. He's got a good technique, and yeah. he's going to yeah. he's going to score some goals this season. Mm. He gets he gets in right places. He seems to be one of them that just appears when you don't. The, like just the right places at the right time, you know, like when ball gets lumped out or whatever from defenders or, or blocks or whatever it is, and, mm. and dangerous. Um, yeah, it were uh, I mean, did well, uh, from Saka late on. That'd have been a good team. That no, no, you got, you got the wrong word, it'd have been hilarious. 
fucking yeah. like hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised we're still talking about a nil-nil between 12th and 14th. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to move on before. There's one little point to talk about on. about that. Um, what did you think of Pepe's sending off? I ain't seen it actually. I it's, a, it. it's a stupid thing to do, it's, uh, it's a especially with VAR. Matt, exactly what point I was going to make, Laxa. Why would you do that when every camera on the is watching everyone on the pitch? And anyone that goes down, they're going to look at it to work out why they've gone down. So why would, it's just stupid. And, and there's all this. If you're going to nut someone, do it properly. There's all this cry about Ali Oscar going down, right? Oh, right. They are they, and and they should. Whether he goes down or not, send him mm. off. But they probably wouldn't have sent him off. Probably not. If Pepe had done exactly the same, and any other player on pitch would have done exactly the same. This goes back to what you spoke about on Varkas before. Referees uh, are their accomplices. Yeah. The, uh, for, for the diving, and, and the, there's no wonder they do it. No. I agree, but, but this was a good use of VAR because it wasn't seen. So it's good to see VAR getting involved, as it should do. And uh, a lot of VAR talk from last week, from weekend, just gone. So, uh, But that was a, a good, good, good implementation of it. Yeah. Can't wait to hear how angry Mick's going to get this week. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had a rant at Rotherham podcast about stuff, so I'll get ready for uh, Varcast. Um, that's, we're done with the Premier League. Um, we're going to move on to the Championship. We're going to start with Blackburn Rovers this week because uh, before the Luton game last week, me and Odin spoke with Ryan Hildred from the Rovers chat about, about Blackburn Rovers. He talked about his time supporting clubs since he started supporting them uh, when they were the Premier League and all the way through. Uh, so we're going to put that in here so you'll hear from Ryan in a minute, uh, 50 minute chat and then we'll come back and we will talk about the basically the rest of the EFL. Thanks for having me on, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much mate. Uh, we've got Odin with us this time as well, hello Ode. Hello. Um, so as we say we're going to go through a uh, bit of chat about Blackburn Rovers, a bit of history, how things are going right now uh, and we'll get straight into it. Um, so Blackburn are probably in our lifetime most famous for the Jack Walker years. Uh, winning the Premier League in 1996, was it 96? 95. 95, sorry. <laughs> I should have written that down. <laughs> um, were you around at the time? Were you, were you a fan at the time? Were you around? <laughs> I was a, a very young fan at the time, so uh, I was eight years old, so um, kind of solidified my support for Blackburn, actually. Mm. Um, my first memories of football is the Premier League and seeing all those players and all those kits lined up on Sky Sports and Fell in love with, you know, Alan Shearer scoring goals for Blackburn. But, you know, when I was like five or six, you don't really support anyone at that point, do you? And then Blackburn won the league and, you know, I've been with us ever since uh, through the uh, the good times and the bad. I always say it's been, been ups and downs since then, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the t- I won the league in 95. It never really kicked on. It never really stuck on for the, you know, you never stuck for four, four or five years even. So I have to... What obviously you were eight, eight at the time, but why was it that it sort of didn't have the sticking power? Yeah, I think looking back, um, we had another season out of Shearer. Um, mm. I think one of the big things uh, that happened, Kenny Dalgleish uh, went upstairs into this director of football position, yeah. and, and Ray Harford was the manager. It just didn't work out. Um, we had very much a second season syndrome after winning the league. Mm. Uh, Shearer went to Newcastle, obviously, uh, for the world record fee. There's kind of just that gradual loss of players. So we lost Chris Sutton to Chelsea, players like Jason Wilcock going to Leeds, of course. Um, 
you know, we just gradually just ebbed away these players. Graham Lasso, he was another one. So mm. the squad just slowly got unpicked a little bit. And then Brian Kidd came in. You know, he came with a good reputation, Brian Kidd, as Sir Alex Ferguson's assistant. People mm. were probably thinking he could do a good job, but it didn't work out for him at, at Rovers. And ultimately, we were relegated in 99. But a bit of a bounce back, um, back in the Premier League. Was it just one season out of the Premier League? Uh, two. We two had seasons. very much nothing season first time I think we came 11th and Lee mm. Carsley was our top goal scorer that tells you everything <laughs> and, uh, got back on to uh, back into the Premier League second time of Aspian came second to Fulham in that season mm. and then the, winning the League Cup shortly after that that's again got to be a pretty high moment yeah that was um, obviously a bit older at that point yeah. so I could really really you know embrace that one um, mm. a real nice surprise as well it was our first season back in the Premier League and everyone was saying it was Tottenham's final that day Blackburn didn't stand a chance it was like Tottenham are going to win it and to to go on a run and, and get there it was just yeah. amazing and I think if I remember rightly we just managed to exploit a point in the League Cup where the big clubs weren't taking it seriously. Mm. And I think we just managed to squeeze in there, go on a run. Like we had Sheffield Wednesday in the semi-finals, for mm. example. I mean, that's crazy. Um, that wouldn't <laughs> happen, would it? So I uh, just managed to go on a good run, get to the final, cause an upset on Tottenham. And, and it was great. And Mark Hughes had an amazing game in centre midfield that day mm. at 38, 39 years old. <laughs> Brad Friedel was Brad Friedel, saved everything that came to his path and just a real good team performance that day. So, yeah, real nice one. So, we, on our podcast, we have a couple of other people who do it and one of them is particularly, again, the League Cup at the minute. I suspect as having won it and having an experience of that run, not just the final itself, the run up to it, are you in the camp of you're a fan of the League Cup, you want it here to stay, that type of a thought? I can understand why people want to get rid of it. I mean, mm. what winds me up the most is Rovers never win on the opening day of the season. So mm. then we have a League Cup game and I'm like, come on, let's get the season off to a win. Yeah. And we play a stupidly, you know, understrength side and mm. don't give ourselves the best opportunity of winning. So if teams are going to devalue it in that way and don't see it as important, mm. then yeah, what's the point in having the fixture? But... Yeah, for the occasion and, and what it brings to clubs. You know, uh, Middlesbrough have won it before, haven't they? And then Leicester yeah. before in the league and stuff. It's an, an amazing day out. It, it's, mm. it's brilliant. So, yeah, you can't keep the cup on sentiment, though, can you? And, no. and with the whole COVID thing and everything now as well, I think it's possibly on its last legs, isn't it? I think the league mm. cup, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's gone. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Uh, and then you had some cup Europe uh, and having some good runs. European days is what sort of fans dream of, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, and sadly for me, I was at uni at the time, so couldn't afford to go to places <laughs> like <laughs> couldn't afford to go to places like Rotterdam and Leverkusen <laughs> and, and like that. I just wish it was five years later and I would have been on every plane and every ferry and gone. But yeah, mm. it was amazing just for Rovers to be one of those clubs that I think it was four seasons out of five we qualified yeah. for Europe. Um, really good just to be in that company and, and qualify. Sadly, we only really had one good campaign in the mm. Europa League. When we got to the last 32 in Leverkusen, knocked us out. We embarrassed ourselves against the group side, Bod Larissa. Um, I remember losing away to Genkla Belici in Turkey. So there were some <laughs> moments as well. But yeah, it was, it was great. And for us, being in Europe, attracted players like mm. Benny McCarthy, like Roque yeah. Santa Cruz, players like that, we were able to get them because of that. So, yeah, nice memories, some, some good ones. Now, Ryan, uh, your owners, uh, the yeah. chicken jaggers. The <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> when they first came in, there were, there were quite a lot of protests from supporters, and uh, it seems to have quietened down a bit in recent years. Are people just getting on with it now, or have you still not forgiven them yet for not signing Ronaldinho? <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny one when that broke. Um, I think the first thing I need to say, you know, I need to go on record and say this is a problem of all of their creation. The reason we are where we are is because of them, and they took us out of the division. And they've learned the hard way. They've listened to the wrong people. Um, they've spent hundreds of millions of pounds on Rovers and to be fair to them, are still doing that. So they created that problem. And sadly, there are still some fans that will never forgive them and never go back to Ewood Park until they have gone. However, there is a growing consensus within the fan base now, I think, that fair play to Venkis. They are underwriting the checks. They are still putting the money in. Rovers aren't the most well-supported club in the division and they've spent Seven million on Ben Brereton, five million on Sam Gallagher. Hopefully, going to give Bradley Dack a good new contract. Um, things like that. You know, they are putting their money in the pocket. We are a huge loss-making club, and, and with the COVID stuff as well at the moment, they are still funding us. And we plucked four deadline day signings um, from nowhere um, this window. That's because they injected some money in at last minute. You know, we're able to get Harvey Elliott and Tom Tribal and Barry Douglas. Doesn't happen without them. And that could be the difference this season. So you have to give them their due. They are still putting their hand in their pocket for some unknown reason. But that does leave the fear of God in me because we could be the next Bolton Wanderers. We owe them over £100 million. And if they call that in and they walk away, we're in trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. On, on to your manager, Tony Mowbray. Three and a half years now he's been there. We were talking about this before you came on. My image of Tony Mowbray is... He looks a very dour, always quiet, not a very happy guy. And that's but always been my vision of his football, of a particular borough when he had a pretty bad time at borough. Has that been the case? Or is, or is he, no, he's got a promotion, obviously, with you as well, so that's a positive. But how's Tony Mowbray for you? Yeah, it's a weird one, this, and I've been asked it before. So I think he gets this reputation because he is just a lovely northern bloke, as you say, yeah. just like, you know, we'll love his tea and, and, and stuff like that. That's him. And he was part of that centre-back pairing at Middlesbrough and, and Ipswich as well. You know, that's him. His football is completely different. Um mm. Uh, he plays very much a possession-based game. And this season, we're starting to see the fruits of his labour in that sense. You know, that investment into forward-based players, keeping the ball and, and things like that. We've really started doing that this season. And yeah, he doesn't sign defenders, ironically. I think he's signed like five defenders in his whole time with us. The football on the whole is really good. Going forward this season, especially, we are an amazing side. It's just quite ironic that to be part of some uh, good successful backlines and coming from where he does he sometimes can't organize a defense it's, it's quite bizarre and we do leap goals so it very much is possession and attack first for Mowbray and, and defense just seems to be a, a secondary consideration I don't know if he's just trying to outscore teams or whatever if that's his approach but yeah it, we're not set up to be defensive we're set up to, to be attacking has there been a gradual improvement year on year or is it just sort of hit and miss a little bit? Yeah, a gradual improvement. Um, he was unlucky to get relegated with us. Um, mm. He came in in the February and we were in a relegation battle and we nearly survived. Um, went down on goal difference, which was crazy. Um, and then League One, it happens to sides, doesn't it? You get relegated to League One and you can just clear your squad out and Mowbray mm. did that. So we cleared some of the rotten eggs out, signed Bradley Dack and 
and players like that elevated the importance of players like Danny Graham and Elliot Bennett. Um, he signed Richie Smallwood, you know, got some real... Mowbray uses a... Yeah, Mowbray uses a term. He calls them soldiers and artists. So he's got mm. his soldiers. They're your likes of Elliot Bennett, Richie Smallwood that are going to do your dog work, do your hard work. Then you've got your artists like Bradley Dack, like Adam Armstrong. And he got that blend right in League One. And then, yeah, it's just been a gradual build from that point as we've got into the championship. Some really smart loan signings, um, some good permanent signings as well. And the thing that he's really done is is take advantage of our youth academy, which that is ultimately Jack Walker's legacy when you mentioned him earlier. Mm. He built that academy at Brockhall. Um, and we are now starting to see some first-teamers come through that academy. Nyambi, Lenihan, Rankin-Costello, these are all players uh, that are our own. So, yeah, Mowbray seems to have got a good balance this season of good permanent signings, good loan signings, good youngsters coming through. And we've got a good young squad that, that could possibly go places. So, yeah, just that good gradual build to, to where we are now. Yeah, no, on paper, like you say, you have built a good, solid championship side. Uh, and there's plenty of experience. Like you down in Bradley Johnson, Ayala, Holtby. And, and then you, you like to Dak and Armstrong will bring... You know that, like you said, the artists. Uh, and the summer, like you said, with signings of uh, Harvey Elliott and Barry Douglas in particular, you know, I've been a Leeds fan there. He brought a lot off the pitch as well as on. You know, it, he's won championship twice. It could be, it could be a key uh, addition uh, in that sense. Uh, what are your aspirations this season uh, I mean looking from outside in you look like you're going to push for a playoff spot this season what are your aspirations and thoughts just in general if you'd like to have yeah. you know on the squad yeah I think the aspirations have got to be to go for a playoff push um, we nearly but didn't quite nearly go for the playoffs last season when it looked like we could break into the top six we never did and seemingly we've strengthened the squad this summer with some Real good experienced players, as you've said there, Douglas and Tribal, and then Harvey Elliott, who's been amazing since he's come in. So it feels like the squad now is in a really good position to challenge. And I think for the first time for Rovers since being back in the Championship, some real depth to our squad as well. And boy, have we needed it this season. We've had a ridiculous injury list and, and had to cope with that. So I think the aspiration has got to be to go for the top six. Um, I say that for two reasons. Uh, one, because of that squad strengthening, as I say. But also, too, we're in quite a precarious position with some of the contracts of our players. Um, Bradley Dack does need to sign a new contract, else we are going to have clubs sniffing round. Armstrong's only got two years left, and there was a real long list that the Lancashire Telegraph reeled off of who's out of contract in the summer. So if we don't do anything meaningful or get these players tied up to contracts, it could start to be that dismantling of the squad, which you do see happen to So... The aspiration has got to be playoffs, um, if nothing else, to keep the squad together. Whether we can do it or not, um, you know, there's certainly a mixed opinion in the fan base. Um, I predicted us as ninth um, in our pre-season prediction for Rovers chat. I did that before those four deadline day signings, actually. It still feels like there's a naivety to our squad, just with the ages. Maybe we will just come up short. But what I'm banking on is it's just going to be so unpredictable this season. I can make a case for probably 18 sides that could go for the playoffs just with how everything is. So just got to hope we can squeeze in there and, and nick it. But it's the table is already taking a shape, isn't it? When you look at the clubs that are in that top six, we can't let that gap get too much further. And 
these next 12 games, I think we've all got 12 games, haven't we, between Saturday and the 2nd of January, and it's just going to be relentless. And I think that's going to decide the season right there, that little portion of the season. That's a quarter of the season before FA Cup third round. It's crazy. Well, with the Championship this year, again, as a Rotherham fan, we've just come up, it feels like one of the most wide-open Championship race of the season. You could potentially argue Bournemouth and Watford, but they've had indifferent starts. For us, it's all right. I think it helps us. We're just trying to stay up. But for a club who potentially want to fight for the playoffs, do you feel like it's a wide-open and a real opportunity, or do you think it is going to be quite difficult? I think it's wide open and I think there's been a lot of debate as well hasn't there, about um, does the absence of fans contribute and mm. stuff like that. I think from a Rovers perspective, um, obviously we don't sell out our ground as, as much as other yeah. clubs. So I don't think it makes too much of a difference for us. But there are going to be those games where if you look at a team like, I don't know, Nottingham Forest who do sell mm. out their ground, you know, teams are going there and picking up results where they might not have done. And I think there will be some strange results and some strange things happening, which... The table's so tight already, it mm. always is. And I think there's going to be loads of clubs going for it. And I think I do think anyone's got a chance. You know, I probably sound stupid right now. Why not Rotherham? You know, <laughs> yeah. if you can take advantage mm. of the division, if you get on a run, if you time your run properly, this division shows you that you can make it. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much for doing this. Do you want to give you this Rovers chat? Give everybody a plug on your Twitter and everything. Yeah, um, so it's a website um, called Rovers Chat. We built it up a few years ago and, and went really big on some stuff in our League One season and then gradually we've just been doing more and more content. Um, run by a guy called Dan Ainsworth who does it all in his free time. Um, absolutely stellar job that he does. Um, we've expanded out into some good YouTube content this season, live streams, things like that. Um, so just trying to mix it up a little bit and just interact with the fans more. But yeah, we're Rovers underscore chat on Twitter. And then YouTube, it's Rovers Chat as well. So, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to plug. <laughs> no worries. And one final question from me is, over the time watching Blackburn, do you have a favourite player? Pick out one favourite player if you can for me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, can I give you two? Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, up, uh, Alan Shearer, you know, as I said, he's, he's the reason that I support Rovers. And just, I cried, sobbed my heart out as a nine-year-old when he'd gone to Newcastle. My uncle took great pleasure in telling me that he'd gone. And that was the days before Twitter and things like that. You just got the news off teletext yeah. or whatever. So, he me. Uh, so, yeah, Shearer, obviously, is the reason I support mm. Rovers. Um, but in recent years, uh, Jordan Rhodes just... We got relegated. Um, we were in some horrible, horrible dire straits mm. and then just plucked Jordan Rhodes, obviously. Big money signing from mm. Huddersfield. And he was just a beacon of hope for three years and actually single-handedly kept us up in that first season back in the Championship. We nearly went down. We nearly had a double relegation. And Jordan Rhodes could have left at yeah. different points. We gave him big contracts, but... That man is just a living legend at Ewood, and it's so sad to see that he's not doing so well at other clubs that he's gone to. I think we'd all still have him back in a heartbeat if he reduces his wage demands. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you've said that because the other two people we did podcast with are both Wednesday fans. Where he's stuck at him in London. Well, have him. Ten grand. We love yeah. him. He's, he, he was just a beacon of hope, as I say, and gave us something to smile about at a really, really bad time for us. So I hope everyone, you've all, all enjoyed listening to Lion Rat Ryan. Me and me and Odin, we enjoyed talking, didn't we, Odin? Yeah, really good chat. Really good uh, knowledge of uh, Blackburn Rovers and uh, the Venkies. Venkies.
I saw that on their Twitter feed that um, Rovers Chat have done a special. It's 10 years since Venkis took over. So they've done some specials on Venkis. So if anyone is interested in that, have a look at their Twitter feed and have a, have a look at the stuff they've done. Uh, it will be quite interesting because Venkis are a bit mad. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was reading uh, the article in The Athletic about it where mm. Michelle Salgado was forced to do an advert for Venkis Chicken and um, he ended up suing them because the chicken were too spicy, but they kept making him eat the chicken. A <laughs> <laughs> former Real Madrid player getting forced to eat chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that's too spicy for him. Um, so yeah, Blackburn drew one one at Luton. Uh, but it's not a bad draw because Luton, I think, were unbeaten in like twenty home games. They've had a, they've, they've had a decent run since Jones came back in. Um, on to Reading. Uh, <laughs> Reading have gone from being unbeaten in the first eight games and won seven of them. They've lost four in a row, conceding fourteen goals in those four games. Well, we all predicted they were going to finish yeah. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel extremely happy and ever so slightly aroused, honestly. Beautiful to watch them uh, just bask in their own defeats. If anybody always... played Northern Monkeys Bingo, that was 43 minutes for Wayne to mention his own penis. <laughs> Longer than usual. <laughs> I know that I... Did not mention my own penis last week, so no, there were no winners last week. So I'm okay. going to mention it. Find a way to get it in a second time now. Um, yeah, so it's just it's funny. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> there's not no pun intended there, like so. <laughs> um, it's it's funny to see him struggle, and it's uh, only a matter of time before Lucas Chow starts waving his arms around. Did score again? Yeah. Penalty. Goal's a goal. Yeah, exactly. There's no consistency in championship. Um, Brentford, who I think most of us tipped to go up, are still sitting in about 13th place. They drew with Wickham. Um, it's still anybody's up for grab. I'm, I'm going to ask Gordon there, but there's no point asking Gordon because he's not sure. Three top checked. six are relegated teams, aren't they? Yeah. The, the teams that came down are the ones that seem to be settling, uh, which doesn't usually happen, actually. No. So. I, would, I would like to argue with Alexa that it isn't. An unpredictable league. I think it's a very predictable league because I'll have you know that it doesn't matter how bad a team's um, form is, Sheffield Wednesday will improve it for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preston's first points at home this season. Excellent news. I am happy about that. Sorry. Um, we we can talk about Sheffield Wednesday briefly for a minute. Um, obviously, brought Westwood back in. Um, what? Are you timing us? Are we allowed a minute? Need to talk about Wednesday because I don't want to bore really... everybody. Actually, I, I think it's long. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, Westwood's back in team for the first time in a year and cost us the goal. Um, and two, Josh Windass kind of forgot he were playing football and tried to kick someone's head off. Yeah, that'll do it. The weird thing is, I watched the game at the time and then I saw quite a few people saying, How has he got sent off for that? And then I saw the incident and wondered what people have been smoking prior to watching it. <laughs> Um, there's been what's turned out to be a very controversial incident that we are going to only talk about briefly. Um, Darnell Fisher basically grabbed uh, Patterson. Patterson's yeah. length. Pat, he basically grabbed his package. Um, <laughs> there was no reaction at the time. You know, Patterson's not kicked off or anything like that. Um, at the time of speaking, Fisher has been charged and they're talking about potential three-game ban. Um, charged by the FA. Charged by the FA, yeah. 
What else is going to charge him? No, we're a fucking charger. What do you think? Of... Samsung cable. What do you think his else is going to be charged with? What? Well, yeah. people are clamouring for it to be charged with fucking sexual assault and oh, all right. this crap. Um, no, it, it, a load of bollocks. Like, that's what it is. Can I just clarify? We've all played. We've all played football. Um, we've all played ironically in different positions between the four four of us. Um, and I'm not condoning what Darnell Fisher did. I want to be very clear about that. You shouldn't be grabbing another man's cock. However. Unless it's your thing and it's in private setting. Yeah, without that, without said person's permission, you should not be grabbing their penis. All right. However, when you are marking someone from a corner free kick, you do whatever you can as a defender to get their attention off what they're trying to do. And I'll I will happily admit that when I when I were playing, I would you know tickle people, grab mm. their ass, whatever it did to stop them paying attention at a corner. And you think back now, the amount of years we played together, do you ever remember me being at fault from a corner where I've let someone get away with me? Yeah. Away from me. All the time. Not when you were playing. I've played competitive football since we were 13, the nonce. (laughs) 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 All right, then, because if I were only 13, can't be a nonce. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I think the consensus rules for is that it's a bit of nothing about nothing. Um, gamesmanship, anything, anything to put your opponent off. I can't believe the uproar. World's gone mad, full but of it, fucking snowflakes. It, it shows how semi-normal it is because again, well, Patterson just didn't react. Okay, <laughs> Patterson <laughs> didn't react, and if, if there was if there were an issue with it, and Patterson clearly had an issue, it would have reacted, and there were nothing. He didn't even bat an eyelid, did he? Um, he smiled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, any thoughts? Um, like you say. Just he's just part of the game. Yeah. He, he always has been. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the the wanting to change this. What they're going to where's going to be the limit? I know grabbing someone's cock. But what about if if you squeeze someone's ass like Wayne's on about? Can you squeeze someone's ass but not penetrate it? Can you? We're very clear from a legal point of view. Whatever you do at the weekend. Do not, without permission, put your finger up anyone's ass. <laughs> right. Very though. clear about this. Where, where's the line going to be drawn? Well, if you nipple cripple someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, as silly as it sounds, players on the same team slap each other on arse, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Where, is, is, that, in five years' time, that'd be classed as a boy, you'd die. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah, possibly. Um, so yeah, I think it's much to do. But but it wouldn't surprise me to see Fisher get a ban. Uh, the set of setting groundwork, obviously, or FA already. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, anything else? Want to touch on AFL talk or any other talk? Before? Fans back in the ground. Yeah. So yeah, I mentioned so, uh, Big Boris has uh, had his announcement. Depending on what tier you're going to be in, um, either two or four thousand fans may be allowed back into the games. It's. <laughs> I saw some stuff on Twitter, and I sort of agree with this. Is it fair that one set of people have fans in and then the opposite fixture you don't? Yes. It's not a level playing field. And The thing is, uh, I, I, I sort of uh, get the argument, but at some point that's got to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they've been playing without crowds. They're going to be playing with only home crowds anyway. Mm. Nah. Mm. I, 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 
I'm I'm not bothered about that really. Uh, because, I don't because... think that's a problem either. You're in, you are rewarding the fans of clubs where the population have adhered to lockdown rules and kept the uh, infection rate low. So I, I don't think that's a problem at all. Okay. I just don't get the, the, the blanket two and four thousand. That's the only thing I will say. What why should Man U only? because potentially Man U uh, a northern city probably likely to be in tier two, three, whatever. so they're only gonna be allowed two thousand in a seventy five thousand seat stadium. I don't whereas at Oldham, just out road, they they can also have that same amount of fans. It doesn't really make sense. But Fans coming back in is a positive, obviously, regardless. And a lot of the things that have happened have not made sense, so it's not a shock well, to yeah. see this not make sense. It's good that we've been thought of this time as a, as a as a as a industry, basically. Every other industry had been thought of previously, whether it's theatre, other sports like cricket, they've been thought of. Football appeared to be last on the list, so it's nice this time around. There's been some thought behind it. I can only assume with the two and four thousand, it is external links, i.e., tra- public transport, potential pubs and tier one pubs will be open. Uh, maybe even policing. I don't know uh, exactly, but I assume there is some thought behind it. But I agree, it would be better if you could just try. Everybody can have thirty percent of the fans in, something like that. But I assume there's been some thought gone into it. But who knows? Nah, I'm not having it. Let's <laughs> talk about it earlier. Like I think. It should have, should really be left down to local authorities mm. if the external stuff yeah. uh, and things like that. Like I said, you might have just a, a couple of pubs around the ground. You might have, mm. you might have loads, and I think it should should like not also it shouldn't be a blanket. It should be took into consideration at all aspects of it. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, so yeah. Uh, I've, I've asked it again. Have, have I missed anything else off? Because we should mention that before, but I didn't. Anything else? Not all. Where is Stefan Solakovic? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <sighs> it is open though. It is open. Okay. So I've just got to put the password in. It's a quite uninspiring career. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's nowhere. He's the only answer. He's retired. You need to open your phone to tell us that. He retired in 2013. He played for five clubs during his career, uh, starting at Varbergs, uh, moving to Halmstad, which is where we, we know of him. And his uh, lightning career on championship manager clearly was much better than his actual career because he then moved on to... We did go to a different country because went to... And again, I'm, I'm going to say I never know how to pronounce this right. Hiramveen in... Holland, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then he went back to IFK Gothenburg, and then back to Halmstad, and that's it. Retired. Did make twelve appearances for Sweden. That's it. There's not much about his actual life because he's had an uninspiring career, and nobody really wants to write a wiki about him. If anybody didn't play Championship Manager, what would it? Oh one or two? Oh one or two? Yeah. Uh, then. Uh, no, I have no idea what we're about. <laughs> yeah. um, if you did, I'm sure you've enjoyed that little trip down memory lane. Yeah, he's got his four international goals. Do you want to guess who they were scored against? The Malta? Big... No. Oh. They were... Malta Yugoslavia? Been... No. no. I'm just going to tell you because you're not going to guess. Thailand, China 
Greece and Albania. <laughs> the big boys. He could turn it on when it needed, needed to be turned on. <laughs> cool. Right. We'll call it a day. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I hope enjoyed listening to us. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Ryan from the Rovers chat as well. Um, we'll be back midweek with the Varcast uh, Thursday or something like that. And we'll keep these fan things coming as well. We've got a couple lined up at some point where we're going to speak to other fans uh, of clubs over the next weeks, but up until leading up to Christmas. Um, if you've enjoyed it, give us a tweet, a like, a share, a rate of fit on iTunes or wherever else you get it as well. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening from. Uh, thank you very much, Jordan. Uh, Wayne, what would the leads count in the end? I'll be honest, it got to five and I gave up. Yeah, I'd give up to five. Uh, cheers, Old. It's all right. Well, I've been thinking about it anyway, Lexi. All right. Um, Six. Uh, in fact, you know what? We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a no-bite bite. bite. Uh, thank you very much, Nuttall. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Lovely. And Wayne, thank you for your lack of cock jokes. Thank you. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. Okay. I was expecting a cock joke, that's all. You didn't want one? No, no. I did not normally fucking stop you, does it? All right. It's hard. Give me a chance. Hey. <laughs> thank you, everybody, and we shall see you all soon. Bye. Bye.